Hey everybody, Tom Block. Thanks for tuning in to Front Row Knowles and thank you to Seminole Boosters for their support of this program and more than that, their support of Florida State student-athletes. If you're listening to this show and you're not a booster, what are you doing? Support the program and the student-athletes you care about. All the information you need is online at boosters.fsu.edu. Your gift makes an impact. It supports scholarships and sports medicine, strength and conditioning, nutrition, equipment. Buy tickets, show the student-athletes you care. All the info you need, boosters.fsu.edu. And all the info you need this week, well, here's Front Row Knowles. Broadcasting from the Prime Meridian Bank Studios in the capital city of Tallahassee, this is Front Row Knowles with Tom Block and Keith Jones. Front Row Knowles is brought to you by Hobson Chevrolet of Cairo, Georgia. Get your best deal the Hobson way. Good day, everybody. Tom Block and Keith Jones with you. Happy holidays to you and yours. Keith, how are you, sir? I'm well. I'm well. You got all your shopping done? Well, no, uh, in a nutshell. But that's I'm not in bad shape. I'll leave it that way. I'll also give kudos to Laura, who handles the the great lion's share uh, on my behalf. Other well, Kathy, other than Kathy what Kathy I need to get. Care of ours. Kathy takes care of ours very well, both in terms of execution and planning. Yeah, of course, uh, Laura does not take care of of herself, so that part I do need to finish up. Let's just leave it at that. And so you, you may see me around town in the next uh, 48 hours or so uh, finishing up some errands. I'm excited. Uh, of course, it's uh, it's it's the early signing day today, and uh, we encourage you to go to the Osceola and, and, and get the latest from Bob and Jerry and Patrick and Fish and Kurt and everybody as they do a a terrific job in covering Florida State athletics. We're we're not going to do that, except to say that the uh, the broad strokes, Keith, is kind of where we've been the last couple of years, and that is Florida State's knocking it out of the park in the portal, and they're not doing badly in the high school ranks, but they're not doing the top class, the number two class, that sort of thing. And so there's a certain segment of fans who I really think are more interested and excited about signing day than they are the actual games who will be up in arms that Florida State didn't finish uh, with the best class of high school kids in the country. Well, we've had the conversation. Uh, obviously, the last couple of years, you've had to use the portal um, in order to fill some needs. And uh, in talking with Fish and you and I talking with each other, and, you know, listen to what Jerry and, as you mentioned, and Bob and Kurt have to say, you know, I don't know that any of us know what the true balance is. Is it is it 50-50? Is you know you take four or five out of the portal and get twenty from the high school ranks? Is it is it somewhere in between? Um, I think that's still in the process uh, of being worked out. Um, it's it's just an interesting dynamic, and and I applaud Coach Norvell and the staff for the success a that they've had in the portal, and and you can always rank classes, but you don't know how good the high school guys are going to be until they become you know juniors plus or minus. Uh, it's just an interesting time as it relates to recruiting right now and, and finding the right niche, uh, I think, is is still a fluid target. Well, if you throw out whether they're high school or transfer or whatever and just talk about guys that are going to make an impact, which tends to be more the guys that are coming in as transfers, I realize. Florida State's knocking it out of the park again, Keith. they got two of the top three tight ends coming in. That was the biggest area of deficiency on offense. I think we'd agree. And they have two of the top three tight ends in the portal coming in. Then on the offensive line, and we're recording on Tuesday, I should point out for our listeners' sake, 
Uh, not that I'm expecting more tight ends to commit, but uh, but the lineman situation may change. They've got two commitments there uh, for the offensive line. Uh, they they just continue to hit home runs is really the point there, especially when you're bringing back everybody else on offense. I know Johnny Wilson said earlier this week he hadn't really thought about it, hadn't made a decision. So I don't know what's up with him, but the, the receiving cupboard is not going to be bare even if he turns pro. It's There's a lot to be excited about. Very much, very much. And for the first time in a, in a recruiting cycle, the, the assistants have been able to get out into the high schools and make the home visits. And, you know, the things that you and I grew up knowing about the recruiting process. Uh, so uh, I'm excited. I think the bigger question, uh, and you alluded to this, is, is who are the impact players? And, and we know that the transfer guys are most likely to be impact players. But are there some youngsters, both in terms of kids that haven't played much this year that are already on the team, that you hear you know, coaches talking about quietly? And by the way, they've uh, expanded the redshirt rule. You can play in the bowl game, and it does not count towards your four games uh, as it relates to redshirting. So all the kids can play in the bowl game, even the ones that, are, you know, that were being held for redshirts, as I understand it. And finding those young kids that can step in quickly. Uh, and develop them. Uh, that, that's something that I want to continue to watch and see uh, Coach Norvell and, and uh, Coach Sweat and the nutrition folks, you know, how they develop these kids once they get here, whether, whether they came through the portal or right out of high school. Right. We're going to talk with Tatum Bethune coming up in our next segment. Of course, he's a guy who came to FSU from the transfer portal, and uh, he has some interesting comments, and they remind me a little bit of something that Jermaine Johnson said during his one year here. Uh, and that is that when they first talked to Coach Norvell, I'm paraphrasing here, you'll hear Tatum's words, uh, you know, as, as he articulates them in our next segment. But basically, he didn't sugarcoat things and say, come to Tallahassee, the weather's great, it'll be a great time, we party, we have fun. The pitch is, I'm going to make you uncomfortable and I'm going to make you work. And that worked that, that sales pitch resonated with Jermaine Johnson, who on the way out said, I got exactly what he promised me. And Tatum Bethune says the same thing as to why he's coming back. And I, I find that interesting in the land of, of NIL and kind of the way recruiting has been, well, I won't, I can't even say painted the way recruiting has been historically uh, that it's refreshing to hear that kind of pitch, and then you're getting guys that that, that are signing up for that. Tommy, you go back in, in in football history, whether it be at the NFL or at the collegiate level, the guys that were promised they would start, the guys that they were promised they'd get playing time, the guys that were promised we'll make you known, you'll become an everyday name, are usually the guys that never make it. Because this game, regardless of whether it was played in the 50s or the 70s or now in the 20s, is all about hard work and, and, and detail. And those, those that are worried about the, the, the notoriety and the flash, they just don't make it. And you can talk to anybody that's played in the NFL, uh, former Florida State guys that are in their 40s and 50s now. And they will still talk to you about how it's work and that if you don't embrace that, you're not going to enjoy this sport at the highest level. And um, I don't know that that's going to change anytime soon going forward. That's the biggest thing. And we talked about this in recent weeks about Deion Sanders, that for all his flash, anybody who played with him or coached him would tell you that he was the hardest worker on the field, which is why he could get away with all the flash and the prime time and the neon and all that. 
Well, that conversation with Tatum Bethune is coming up. He's one of many guys who've made the decision to come back, including guys, Keith, and this really, I mean, I haven't surveyed the landscape. I just know when you look at it, Oklahoma's got a bunch of guys in the portal. Guys have opted out. Most places, if guys are going on to the NFL or in the portal, they're not practicing. I mean, Amari Gaynor went and took three visits, has, still has to make his decision as we're talking on where he's transferring to, but he's on social media saying, hey, back to work to get ready for the bowl game. That's that's just not normal what's going on right now. It's a testament to what Coach Norvell and his staff are building, because I agree with you. That just seems radically odd to me. And again, for 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 Mike and his his guys being able to find a way to make it work, hats off. I, I don't know that I could do that. I don't know that I would fit in with that very well. It, it speaks to the atmosphere and the culture that's going on right now. All right. Uh, as promised, Tatum Bethune, that conversation is up next. And uh, plenty more Front Row Knowles straight ahead. Stay with us. Front Row Knowles is presented by Hobson Chevrolet of Cairo, Georgia. Get your best deal the Hobson way. Now back to Tom and Keith. Welcome back to Front Row Knowles. Tom Block, Keith Jones with you. Happy holidays to you and yours as we roll on and we open up that Earl Bacon Agency hotline, the Earl Bacon Agency, ensuring your future together and say hello to one of the stars on this Florida State football team and on the defense in particular, Tatum Bethune, kind enough to join us. How are you, sir? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm curious as you reflect back, and I know you're probably more interested in looking forward and thinking of the next game, and we'll get to that, but I don't recall exactly when you decided to come to Florida State a year ago, but it's somewhere in the ballpark of 12 months. I mean, as, as you look back, did things play out the way you had hoped uh, as you reflect? Yes, it's, it's honestly everything Coach Norvell and Coach Shannon said it was going to be, and I, I love it here. I, I was just the happiest i ever been playing football, and I just, I just wanted to do it again. That's why I decided to come back and be a part of this team. Tatum, I know you're, co you're close with Coach Shannon. Talk about when you first met him and what that relationship was like. I know it goes back a few years. Uh, yeah, I met Coach Shannon at Miami Central one time. He called, they called me in the office. And then he invited me. This when he was at, uh, at Florida. They invited me to a camp. And when I played at the camp, that was like my first time doing linebacker drills and stuff like that. He seen me do it, like go through it, knowing I only played the line. And he he told me and my dad that I was gonna be something special, and that that just stuck with me throughout my whole career. Cause me knowing I'm not, I'm not playing linebacker in the coach that believes in me, and he could have took over. He could have took any other guy. That just meant something to me. So ever since then, me and Coach Shannon, we he been hitting me up throughout high school and recruitment. Then he got the UCF, and it was my chance to make a decision and it was a no brainer at the time. And so tell us about the first time you interacted with coach Norvell, which that may have been on the phone, but just kind of getting to know him uh, and now knowing him a little bit better a year later. Uh, yeah. When I first coach Norvell was actually the very first coach I talked to when I entered the, the transfer portal, he actually woke me up through like notifications through Twitter and calling me. So as soon as we got on the phone, he just promised me nothing but hard work and, and how he's going to push me to be better. And that's what I was looking for while entering the transfer report. I didn't want to go anywhere that was just going to let me be relaxed or be comfortable where I was at. Coach Darvell promised me that he was going to put me in uncomfortable positions 
so I can excel. And that's exactly what he did throughout the year. A lot has been talked about, and some of your teammates uh, have uh, transformed their body over the last little while. Did you did you have to gain any weight, lose any weight? What what was that twelve months like for you in terms of physically? Uh, kind of both, because when I first got in, I I was I lost a lot of weight throughout some like I had I had to get surgery, so before then I lost the weight, so I had to gain it. I got surgery and I I got too heavy. I felt like I was too heavy, so I lost it again. But I just felt like it wasn't a hard process because just having Coach Storms and the nutrition, Jaden, the nutritionist, they made it easy for me. So I felt like, yeah, that's it was crazy. I had to lose and gain and lose and gain. So it was a little roller coaster. Yeah, that's the way it'll stay for the rest of your life. Trust me on that one, Tatum. <laughs> I want to go back to a comment you, you made, and I've heard this from a lot of players on the team, about this being the most fun they've ever had playing football. And uh, you countered that by pointing out that Mike Norvell didn't – he didn't sell you on come here and have fun. He sold you on come here and work. I mean, football is work. So what is it uh, that has made it so fun and so enjoyable? I would say just the uh, camaraderie throughout the team. Like, our offense and defense, we all click together as one. Like, it's not – it's not a divide. You know, some teams, the offense only hang around the offense, the defense. We all be around each other each and every day. I'll be with Jay Trav and Trey Benson and Maurice Smith, like, all the time. Probably sometimes more than defensive guys. So, I think just that and us seeing each other going through, like, blood, sweat, and tears throughout the workouts and stuff like that, I feel like that just builds us closer each and every day. Well, Tatum, there's some universal things about football. First of all, uh, I played Oklahoma twice in bowl games 40 years ago. So now you've got the opportunity to take them on. Uh, we did not win ours. I expect you to win yours. Uh, I talked with uh, one of our wide receivers this week. I've got a call scheduled with our starting center uh, later on in the week, and you keep those relationships. So I'm glad to hear that that camaraderie. Uh, has developed because it will be very, very important, uh, both in terms of playing and then after life. Uh, you, you'll be around some guys that, you, that are lifelong friends. Yes, sir. What do you see from the Sooners as you uh, have started preparations for them? Uh, you know, I played with their quarterback, uh, Dylan Gabriel at UCF. So he, he probably, he kind of know how the type of player I am and I know the type of player he is. And I just know if we stop him, we we stop everybody. He's the heart of their offense, and that's just who we got to stop first. That's who I'm worried about right now. We're going to more game plan tonight, so I really don't have too much to say about that. Well, but you know him. Uh, let, let's dive a little deeper. He's a competitor. I mean, he had a lot of success when you were with him. And really, when you look at this year for Oklahoma, they had much more success when, when he was healthy, obviously. Yeah. Yeah, he, he he finds a way to make plays. I can I can assure that. But that's just something we gotta control. And I feel like we can do that. Yeah. What uh, has there been much talk about the possibility or the uh, the chance to get a tenth win? Is that a motivating factor? And as you lead up to this game. Yeah, we that's that's like the very first thing we brought up on the team beating is just bringing in that tenth win, and that's just something we going up. That's that's really the goal, just to get the ten point and close out the season on a good note. Yeah, we're talking with Tatum Bethune. Go ahead, KJ. 
I was just going to say, Ted, do you, have you gotten any itinerary of uh, some of the things you'll be doing during, during your time down in Orlando area? Um, I mean, that's an area you're familiar with, so I'm just wondering if you're going to be the, the tour guide for some of your, some of your friends. Uh, uh, Kaylin Deloach already hit me up asking to, um, for me to be his tour guide and take him around. Well, I know for sure we're going around Universal Studios. They they told us the schedule yesterday, but I don't have it like remembered at the back of my mind. But I know we got plenty of activities a lot though. I know Coach Novell, he went out his way to make sure we have we have a good time. Well, it's well deserved. Well deserved. Well, and a benefit, as you know, is is the extra practice time. It really, I don't know if it's 12 or 15 practices. It's like an ex, extra spring practice. Let's let's play this even further forward, Tatum. You mentioned uh, you're having fun playing football. You wanted to come back. A lot of guys have made a similar decision on this team. Uh, and, and matter of fact, you got guys, even guys that have decided not to come back, whether it's turn pro or, or try another opportunity elsewhere in the portal, they're still on the team right now and planning to play in the bowl game. What what does that say just about the culture that you guys have going on right now? I just I just feel like it shows that it's a, it's a real brotherhood. I know sometimes we got to make decisions that that that's best for us, but it's like I don't want to leave too soon. It's just like that. You got a good relationship with certain people. You just don't want to end it that quick or leave it. You just want to enjoy it as much as you can. And this is what this and we get another chance to go out on the practice field and enjoy each other in the hotel rooms and stuff like that. So this is the one the one last time we get to do it. So we all are trying to enjoy it. Tatum, you you grew up knowing about Florida State football. Um what what was the biggest thing you were unaware of that you've learned since you've been in Tallahassee these last few months? Oh unaware of I kind of knew a lot about Florida State, but I didn't know, like, that was my first time seeing the, um, the tradition before the game. I see Ola and Renegade. That was my very first time. Like, this year was my first time seeing it in person. I always seen it on TV. Right. Or it will be at Miami, and I went to the Miami game, and you know they don't do, the, do it there, so. That was my first time. I just didn't know how, like, electrifying it was to the crowd and the team. I just thought it was just like a regular old tradition. And that's just, that's all I can say. Yeah, it's it's anything but a regular old tradition, you know. It's pretty, yeah. it's pretty electric. That's a good word for it. Um, well, you're going to come back and get to experience that next year. What what are you, uh, what are your thoughts about how good this team can be next year? Uh, as, as we're talking, it's, it's early signing day for the high school kids and Florida state's gotten several more commitments from the transfer portal. And so I know you're bringing in, bringing in a lot of talented folks and you're bringing back a lot of talented folks. What, what, what do you think the future holds for this team? Uh, I'm very excited for next year. I'm more, I'm more excited about the off season and how we're going to work, you know, cause that's just, that's going to really tell us where we're at as a team and how we're going to be as a team throughout the adversity we're going to face through the next season. So, we got a chance to be one of the best teams in the nation and hopefully make the playoffs next year. So, and that's just, we just got to stay consistent with what we got to do. We'll let you go here momentarily for you personally, as you come back, where do you need to get better? What are the things you're looking at and saying, okay, I got to do this better. I got to do this better. I just feel like uh, me personally and my off season grind is going to be me working on 
my body and speed and on a on field like defensive standpoint as being a better leader, better leader, uh, opening my mouth a lot more. Yeah, well, you got a you got a good group to lead. Yeah. <laughs> Have a good holiday and uh, best of luck in Orlando. Enjoy the experience. Uh, we enjoy watching you and this team compete, and we appreciate uh, a few minutes of your time, Tatum Bethune. Thanks so much. Appreciate it. Happy holidays. All righty, we'll take a break and come back with more Front Row Knowles right after this. Be sure to subscribe to the Front Row Knowles podcast and follow at Front Row Knowles on Twitter. Now back to at underscore Tom Block and Twitterless Keith Jones. Yes, you heard us right in the Prime Meridian Bank Studios. We welcome you back to Front Row Knowles. Tom and Keith with you. Appreciate Tatum Bethune taking some time to join us and uh, good interview there, Keith, and, and still a good future ahead. I guess the, the biggest thing there really is he's chosen Florida State twice. He, he chose to come here from UCF, and he liked it so much he chose to come back again. Now, I'm not suggesting he was looking at a first-round paycheck from the NFL, but nevertheless, uh, the, the interview speaks volumes, I think, about what's going on at FSU right now. With all of the other uh, kids declaring for the draft, skipping the bowl, including, if I read correctly, an Ohio State player who is skipping a playoff game. Uh, it is a little refreshing to see some of these kids, uh, at least at Florida State, wanting to, to play in the bowl, wanting to come back for another year. And, and, and Tatum talked about it, Tommy. You know, the, the camaraderie on this group um, is, you know, you get to spend a lot more time with them than I do, but the, uh, it reminds me of some of Leonard Hamilton's teams on the basketball side. Those kids were very close, uh, much easier to do for basketball because you only have, uh, you know, uh, 12, 15, 18 players versus the 85 plus walk-ons on the football side. But encouraging for, 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 for some of us to see. Uh, and I'm, I'm excited about the future in that regard. What do you think overall uh, about this defense? And we'll talk more about the Oklahoma matchup next week, Keith. I, I guess really the question is, there's so much excitement about next year, and most of it is because of all the guys who said, I'm coming back on offense. On defense, as we're talking, we still have several big names with a decision to make, or maybe the decision's made, so they have a decision to announce. But Jared Verse, Fabian Lovett, Jamie Robinson, I don't see any way that all three come back. I think Florida State would take one of those three coming back, but I really don't know where that's going to land. In answer to your question, what do I think about the defense, I focus in on the last four or five games. Um, you know, when they finally got their footing, and, and by they, I mean both the coaching staff and the players, uh, they had their rotation down. I, I'm a firm believer, and we'll have um, Coach Fuller on the show, uh, obviously, before we kick next, uh, next year. But one of the questions you, I hope you'll remind me to ask him uh, is, you know, once, once you got comfortable with the kids, how much more aggressive do you think you were in your play calling? Because I thought this defense was very appropriately aggressive the last four or five ball games, and their statistics showed it, their performance showed it. Now Florida, you know, uh, scorched them a little bit, but you know that is a talented Florida team when they are are playing well. But I like the improvement. I like where this defense is headed. I'm, I I think they're behind the offense a little bit, but it's it's not as big a difference as maybe you might think. I think it would be huge if somehow Jared Verse was to come back uh, for as good as he, and I don't know that he will. I don't know if, the, if I was him that I could, I could make that choice. 
I mean, he's being mocked uh, one of the top five defensive ends now. I, I realize it's a little early because they haven't gone through the combine and all that yet. Uh, but but to me, he he just he just scraped the the surface this past year as good as he was. I mean, there's so much out there for him, which is why NFL teams would take him early on. They would, uh, and you know, we've talked about this a little bit on the air. We've talked about it quite a bit off the air. You know, with with all the other opportunities that are out there, um, you know, you used to be so worried about injury, and injury is still a concern. But you know, if you're a if you're a a, a, a second late second round pick this year versus a top ten pick next year, the monetary difference is is quite substantial. And if you can make a few pennies by staying that senior year in college, as opposed to living like a, a par, pauper, uh, as we called it, those are some interesting things to think through. I mean, it, it is it is much different than it was just five or 10 years ago. Well, and remember, one of the first things that was afforded players was that the school could pay for insurance against injury and and loss of value or whatever you're the you're the risk management guy whatever the policies are called but basically you were projected as a first round pick you came back you got hurt and now you're a seventh round pick you can collect some dollars there or you can never play again you can collect some dollars there career ending disability uh is how it all got started i don't know what they call it today uh, but that was the old term yeah i mean th there are you know, financial considerations that didn't exist in recent memory that, that you do need to have some help uh, thinking through and you've got to be mature enough to think through them. And then you throw in the last part, you, you and I have been fortunate, very fortunate. We have people that we consider friends that had very remarkable NFL careers. And the one thing former NFL players will remind anybody who will listen is it's a business. Once you get to that level, it is strictly a business. And many will say the happiest times they had playing ball was in college. And, you know, I don't know if happiness has a dollar sign attached to it, but you, you hear these FSU kids talking about how much they enjoy playing football. That also has to go in the equation somewhere, I think. I guess just uh, simply put, going back to the three guys who haven't made their decisions yet, I, I, I'm – I don't even know if I can say I'm optimistic. I'm hopeful that either Verse or Lovett comes back so that they don't have to find as much in the portal. Not that they're not capable. They've found plenty of guys in the portal. I'm resigned pretty much that I, I think Jamie Robinson is gone. Uh, and we haven't heard about Akeem Dent either. So, Keith, uh, safeties were a strong suit for Florida State last year, and they're going to have to break in some new faces this year, uh, it would appear. Now, maybe Akeem will come back. And uh, Shaheem played from, you know, from out of Lake City. They played him a lot as really the third safety this year. So if Akeem comes back, you, you do have two guys back with a good amount of experience. Am I mistaken? I thought I heard, maybe I dreamt it and met it up in my own mind, but I thought I heard or read somewhere that Akeem had made the decision to come back. But I could be mistaken. But you're right. Uh, and, and the biggest thing also, unlike years past, you're seeing these kids develop under this coaching staff. So you take a, a guy like Akeem Dent who played reasonably well. I mean, he was a very good player, and he comes back. He may blossom into a great player with another year. You heard, you heard Tatum talk about the fact that he's most excited about getting back from the bowl game and getting involved in workouts and start working with Coach 
uh, uh, Josh and, and the nutritional folks and getting ready to prepare for spring ball and then the spring practices. I mean, when's the last time you heard college football players talk about that aspect? Yeah, I agree. And you were right, by the way. I lost track of that. Akeem did say he's he's coming back. So they'll they'll have him, but I'm presuming Jamie's gone. No, that that's I, I don't recall hearing guy. That's that's the most astounding feels too strong a word, but I don't recall ever hearing guys talk about like Tatum just said, he wasn't talking about the season. I can't wait to get to work in the offseason. I mean, that means you are embracing and enjoying the grind which is if you're going to make a career as a football player, you have to enjoy and appreciate that part. There's no question, no question. Um, and, and, you know, again, that's lip service. And I'm not saying Tatum doesn't mean it, mean it, but if that is true and if that happens, that is a very, very strong foundational thing about what coach Norvell and his staff are building. Yeah, no question. So, as I mentioned, we'll, we'll uh, jump into the Oklahoma preview a little bit uh, next week. But uh, it is National Signing Day. And, uh, again, I'll remind you to, to log on to the Osceola, see what the latest is from Bob Franta and Kurt Weiler and company, Pat Burnham and, and Fish, Jerry Kutz, uh, see what they've got. Florida State, though, is going to finish with plus or minus the 15th overall class of high school kids. They're, they've got a chance to finish with the – top class in the portal when all said and done and that won't be until i don't know it closes in january sometime right it's it, it opened december 40, 45 days from when yeah, it so mid-january so if you average those two together i don't know florida state's going to be 10 or 12 something like that depending on how it shakes out but i, I again when you look at it keith and uh, i'll tell you what let's let's do this well let's dive in a little bit next segment on on some of the transfers that they're bringing in because uh it's an impressive list of guys who are I mean, it feels like they're going to be plug and play, which has been the story here. We'll take a break, come back and uh, turn our attention to uh, national, uh, the early signing day, but really talking more about the transfer portal right after this on Front Row Knowles. Be sure to subscribe to the Front Row Knowles podcast and follow at Front Row Knowles on Twitter. Now back to at underscore Tom Block and Twitterless Keith Jones. Yes, you heard us right in the Prime Meridian Bank Studios. Back on Front Row Knowles as we finish things up. Tom Block, Keith Jones, uh, back with you. And and Keith, uh, one of the uh, most interesting things, and I got to say, I'm even a little surprised at this, but uh, as we're talking, Florida State just continues to load up on the the offensive line. I thought they might go get one guy in the portal based on what they have coming back, but they're up to three, might sign four, a couple high school kids coming in. So a year after taking 10 offensive linemen between high school and the portal, they may get to six again this year, which uh, it says a couple things. Really what it says is how bad the offensive line was a few years ago. But it also says how good Alex Atkins is that Florida State has drawn this kind of interest. I, I think it's very important that our fan base understand the um, – what's the word I'm looking for? The position that Alex has worked himself into, that Coach Atkins has worked himself into, and the respect that has been gathered and garnered uh, by folks watching what he's done. And, you know, these guys that have aspirations of playing at the next level, they want to go somewhere where they will be developed. And, and Coach Atkins is getting that reputation. 
And I think his presence is as big a thing as the Florida State brand right now. And, and that, that goes you know, over times. So I remember when Jim Gladden, you know, had uh, uh, all those defensive ends that were getting drafted, you know, and, and folks just wanted to come here and play for Coach Gladden because that would be their next stepping stone to the next level and uh, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And, and, yeah, there's a lot of big bodies and some pretty competent big bodies that are going to be here for winter workouts and spring ball and getting ready for the summer and kicking off next year. Well, in the last 48 hours, as people are listening to this, I mean, Jeremiah Byers comes in from uh, UTEP, uh, Keandre Jones from Auburn, who's another big body. Uh, they got a kid from Colorado the other night. So uh, they're looking at a Miami lineman uh, who offensive lineman. They already have a Miami defensive lineman uh, committed in the portal. So it, it, it's interesting. I, I'll tell you what, the, the caliber they're bringing in right now, Keith, initially I thought they'd go out, well, let's plug a hole where we're losing Dylan Gibbons. They're bringing in enough guys that everybody on the offensive line that returns is going to have to earn their starting job again this year, which is the way you like it. But there's not going to be givens for many of those positions, I don't think. I wouldn't think so. I wouldn't think so. And you're exactly right. I mean, you talk to, to Florida State players that were here during Coach Bowden's dynasty years, and, and they will tell you that every season you had to re-earn your position, and that was part of what made the, the team that competitive and that good. Uh, so building upon that, you know, again, we talk about foundations. We talk about things that Coach Norvell and his staff have put together uh, from, you know, from a long-term approach. And obviously, you know, getting kids out of the portal, we, we've equated with plugging in where you need it. But maybe, maybe the portal is now part of the overall long-term strategy about how you recruit. We had that discussion earlier today you yeah. know, uh, about, you know, what's the mix? What's the right mix? I don't know. I think that's still uh, a very, very, uh, I think I used the term fluid, a very fluid um, mindset right now. Well, and I'm excited about this offense with with tight ends coming in, a really capable one proven from from South Carolina because uh, nothing against Cam McDonald, but that's not been a position of great strength for Florida State, and now it will be coupled with the rest of it. So this it's, it's just going to be a fun offense to watch. And um, I know that bowl games – so the reality is bowl games don't matter, right, Keith? A lot of people don't believe in momentum, so even if you win it, does it really carry over? But but I'll tell you what, it feels like next week's game really is a chance to, to, to start writing the narrative on what the 2023 Knowles are. I mean, if you go out there and that offense puts up 45, 50 points again, like they've been doing every game for six weeks, I know Oklahoma's not any good on defense. But if you put up that kind of showing and you win that game handily, get to a 10th win, I mean, that becomes the storyline going into 2023. Uh, I, I will simply tell you, though, Tommy, and I don't think this much this has changed much in 40 years. A, a win in a bowl game is a momentum builder because every athlete looks back at the last. I mean, think about golfers, even just regular, you know, weekend warrior golfers. What round do they talk about? The one they last played and that sticks with you. And so I still old school. I'm still old school. I believe a bowl win is a momentum builder if you're if i ever show up to do this show and you're not old school keith i'm, I'm going to be concerned i'm going to want to know what happened to my kj well if i show up and i'm not old school it's not me <laughs> <laughs> hey 
Hey, we got a we got a few minutes to go here to finish things up. I want to wish people a, a happy uh, holiday season, a Merry Christmas uh, to you and yours, uh, especially those of you who have been with us from the beginning, which I think was 2013, Keith. I've I've lost track of it, but we're coming up on a, I think a 10 year anniversary as we get into 2023. But maybe we started before that. I, I don't honestly remember. It's like um, other things in, in our, our broadcast careers. We've been doing it so long, we just forgot. <laughs> yeah, that, that's, that's about the truth of it. And, and I'm not organized enough to keep track of how many of these shows we've done. So 10 years times about 50 a year. Well, we'll put it about, we'll call this the 500th show, Keith. You want to just- There you go. There yeah, you go. 500th show right here. Um, anyway, look, looking back at this year, uh, because the end of the year is when you do reflect back, we're, we're kind of taken for granted that this team's nine and three now, right? Cause we recall what the last six games looked like, but this was a really, really fun year. I, I enjoyed covering this team. I think the, just, just the storylines we know, but the evolution and the, and the growth of Jordan Travis, that LSU game, let's go back to that one. That really was the first one where we saw with Jordan. Remember how good he was on third down. And that's when we saw that he wasn't just going to scramble. He was going to keep his eyes downfield and complete some passes that that's when we should have known really maybe we did know on that stage it just got closer than we wanted at the end but he was very impressive in that game and if the uh, maturation process for another year is as good as the past year what what level does that take him to particularly if he's got some uh weapons as you mentioned the tight end position uh how much better might that receiver group be because as good as they were they had a couple of games where where there were way too many drops uh, you you could you could make the case that drop passes cost Florida State at least one or maybe two two games. Certainly the um, NC State game, and yep, you could pick yep. another game too. I yep. think it probably probably Wake Forest. And so if the offensive line continues to get better, we know what the running back room looks like. If there's continued progress on the defensive side, uh, and and you don't have a big fall off at the defensive line, both tackles and the ends. You've got Bethune coming back. If you've got some safeties coming back, um, you know we know the corners are are the corners can win some ball games for you. You can win with those guys. I mean, it does, you know, fall into place. Now, if you have injuries, you have penalties, you lose focus, something bad happens. You know, there's all kinds of ways this thing can go south. But as Coach Norvell has talked about, the climb that one percent every day, getting better every day and having the foundation laid and start building upon it. Yeah, there's a lot of reasons to be excited. There's a lot of reasons to be excited about the bowl game from the standpoint that you're going to have a national audience. Uh, it's going to be a, a, a named opponent. I know there's six and six. That's been, a, if you will, a down year by, by traditional standards. But that's a name opponent in a, in a, in a first-level bowl game with a national TV audience an opportunity to showcase your program one more time, just like you did in the Florida game. There are a lot of reasons to be optimistic. Okay. To finish up, Keith, I'm thinking back and I'm going to, I'm going to lose something here, but plays that jump out this year to me, two in the LSU game, one was the flea flicker touchdown to pokey. The other was the one where Jordan got targeted and pokey makes the one-handed catch in that game. All right. Uh, you got the long throw from Tate, to Johnny Wilson in the second half on the road at Louisville. That stands out. One of my favorite plays this year, Keith, it's in a loss, so it will it will go by the wayside. 
the play that they had drawn up on that punt where really it was a fake fair catch by Micah Pittman and there's Pokey on the other side and it ended up getting them three points before half. That was one of the all-time great plays. Uh, boy, as I think about it, Pokey figures in a lot of these, Keith. He caught the touchdown pass to open the scoring at Miami and scored the game-winning touchdown at Miami with 13-plus minutes to play in the first quarter. So that one that one was memorable. <laughs> but, uh, but I think, and, and I realize I'm probably leaving some out here, Trey Benson had quite a few runs, including, the I guess, the game-winner against Florida. But I think the one most people would point to was the Travis scramble that should have been ruled a touchdown where he evaded about five guys uh, before touching a knee down three inches before the goal line. I mean, there, there were some fun plays this year as you look back. The dividing line and, and the definition and, and the movement forward to me was the defensive series after Florida State f- had the fumble on the direct snap or whatever that was down on the goal line. It was, it was at the Miami game too, but you talking about against LSU early uh, on? No, no, no. Uh, uh, when they fumbled and, and the opponent moved the ball almost down the midfield. Oh, that was defense, Georgia Tech. That was that was the Georgia Tech game. And the defense went in and and really responded to that sudden change. To me, on the defensive side, as opposed to an individual play, that was the biggest series that showed me that defensively this squad had matured a little bit. Yeah, and they and they continued to play that well. All right, we got one more to go. Keith, Merry Christmas to you and Kathy and the Jones family, and uh, stay safe, and we'll do this again next week. Same to you and Laura and your kids. And same to all of our Front Row Knowles listeners. Folks, have a great holiday, and we'll talk to you next week. Go Knowles.